Hello, happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Roll for Crit podcast, your number one resource for board game, tabletop game, role-playing game, news, discussion, and more. Uh, Maybe it's not a Wednesday, maybe it's a different day of the week. Whichever day it is that you're listening to this, thanks for joining us. My name is Jonathan. I'm Will, and for those of you who keep a track on our YouTube channel, we're finally recording in person. Mmm, yeah. It's pretty not, nice. Right now, we're not recording in person. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> but I will elsewhere. say, to celebrate the fact that our videos will now return to mostly in person, you know, maybe occasionally we'll be separate, I thought we'd roll with advantage. <laughs> wow. I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if this is, I condone this, but it's it's happening, I guess. Well, but didn't help too much. <laughs> so two D20s for our official roll, and what's the higher result, please? The higher is a seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, so much for that. So much for that. <laughs> hey, seven's a lucky number in some cultures. That is true. I think I think I need to train my dice better. I think they're they're still used to rolling low. I gotta show them how to get to those higher numbers again. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll, that's something that we'll we'll work on in the in the days and months to come. Uh, but to aid us in our quest today, we have a party, a returning party member joining us for board game news and discussion. You know and love him uh, from from Roll for Crit, <laughs> popping up here and there, working on videos uh, and other technical issues. Our our friend and producer Ivan Hahn. Whoa. Hi, Santa Hi. or something? The horse, maybe? I don't know. I, was... I heard like a, some kind of weird Jimmy Stewart or something. I don't know. But it's. Yes. Oh, uh, Jimmy Stewart as Santa Claus. I want that. Make it happen. <laughs> Might be too late. Uh, we can resurrect him. Congratulations. You're our first recurring guest. Oh. Oh, yay. <laughs> first guest and first recurring guest. And uh, we just recently had an in person game night. With you there. Yes, yes, we did. We're going to have some fun talking about that later in the show. But first, we'll begin by covering up some, not covering it up, we're going (laughs) to uncover it, some board game news in the news roundup. (laughs) News roundup. (laughs) All right. So first off, this is something that, Will, you actually mentioned this uh, in last week's episode, but I thought that it, it merited its own a more thorough discussion. So we're bringing it back. And that is the crowdfunding site game found, which people probably know, you know, launched within the last year and they've had some pretty high profile projects from awakened realms and uh, portal games. And they have announced the next slate of projects they are going to have sort of their next rollout of big board games that we can look forward to. That includes Lords of Ragnarok, which is the next one from Awakened Realms, and they say that it is the successor to um, Hellas. Was it Lord, Lords of Hell? Yeah, Lords of Hellas. So um, similar kind of dark fantasy uh, area control combat sort of board game. We've also got Masters of the Universe, Fields of Eternia, the board game. Oh. <laughs> that is that's part of the title, the board game. Uh, new new He-Man game um, that's, uh, you know, based on the He-Man universe, presumably somewhat based on the new Netflix show. Maybe we can talk about that. There's a game called Divinus uh, or Divinus, I guess I don't know, from Lucky Duck Games, uh, which is an app game and also a legacy game that involves Norse mythology. 
There's a game called Wild Ascent from Lazy Squire Games, uh, an RPG board game. has a solo mode, a co-op mode. It's got big, crazy miniatures of dinosaur-looking creatures. So that's another campaign one. Uh, a new Chronicles of Drunagor, Age of Darkness Apocalypse. <laughs> um, so the follow-up to Chronicles of Drunagor. I said it two different ways because I don't know how it's said. Uh, a game called Platformer from Awaken Realms Light, which is kind of like uh, their their branch that does uh, smaller, cuter games yeah. uh, that's sort of based on platforming video games. Uh, we're not done yet, people. Then there's Legend <laughs> Academy uh, from Eldorado Games, which is a worker placement deck building game, everyone's favorite hot combo right now. Uh, Eleven, which we, we know we've been looking forward to for a while from Portal Games, where you are managing a soccer team or football, as they say in other other places of the world um i mean i i don't i won't go through all, there's a few other ones but th those are some of the big new ones that they announced if anyone has other ones they want to talk about then they can highlight them as we go but ivan what do you think are, are you are you excited about any of these game found projects or what do you think about game found as kind of a competitor to kickstarter um well is is this like game only like tabletop game only yes it's basically kickstarter focused solely on board game projects have you uh anybody here uh, backed the game through them yet i haven't backed through them but they, because they've only recently started i think i don't know how else to say this started their own funding projects it used to be more of a you go here to confirm what you pledged for on kickstarter and stuff okay so I, I've seen the name pop up before. Yeah, I did. I have backed the Robinson Crusoe Collector's Edition, which was a project uh, a few months back. Uh, you know, it's too early for, I can't speak to the final product. It hasn't been delivered yet, but the experience of backing it and getting updates was pretty seamless. They have, they have some features that I think are are cool. Like they have, they can create polls for backers and the updates oh. and stuff like that. So Experience, my experience has been pretty good so far. There's also some, they announced some new features in that are coming up too. Um, that I, including, I think probably the biggest thing is they said within the next few months, but right now, GameFound is they have partnerships with certain companies. They reach out to companies, companies reach out to them. They decide what's going on it. And within okay. the next few months, they're sort of going to emerge from this beta mode and become more like Kickstarter, where anybody can submit a project so they're that's oh, okay. they're going to really try to i think compete in a big way with kickstarter because i was going to say it looks like a lot of the same developers right now mm -hmm. are definitely see stuff like awaken realms the, the big kickstarter people right <laughs> uh any, but any any of these games i know you were i know you were buzzing about that he-man game that he-man game well because i'm excited for the new he-man show uh which is being directed and created by kevin smith i believe right yeah, he yes, he is. To do with it. He's definitely heavy handed. I, I I never know. It's like directed maybe like half the episodes or just for the general story. But yes, he is heavily involved in it. Oh yeah, looking up and now, he's uh, he, it's created by Kevin Smith. It. I don't know if you guys know. It is designed to actually take place right after where the old show let off. It's not a reboot. Right. It's right. meant to be a continuation. Which is we good. We're all waiting for that story to right. continue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it, that game looks really cool. Um, it looks like a lot of the games that are listed here are miniature. Yeah, game, game found tends to be a real a, a really good place to go if you're gonna have like a lot of stuff. It's not your usually not your like you know your small card game. Yeah, like, that said, there. Yeah, go ahead. 
you know, I think we were already seeing signs. I would say the two that I would say probably attracted me a lot was obviously 11. We right. love portal games and that's not a huge miniatures game there. Yeah. And the vast grim, I mean, there's a lot of dice, but you know, it, it's not a, I hope you're, it's an, it's a, a tabletop RPG. It's not your heavy, you know, gloomhaven sized miniatures or anything from regular awakened realms. Mm. Yeah, Vast Grim is really interesting. Uh, it looks it's like a horror RPG, but the, it looks like it has a cool style to it. It looks frightening. <laughs> it looks like scary big teeth. Cyberpunk on. horror? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the color scheme just looks neon. Like well, no, even a... then, if you look at the book, it has like... It looks oh, like is it, has, it um, actually? To me, it looks like circuits in the behind yeah. the... Um, interesting. The monster, for lack of a better... So maybe it def- it's like um, System Shock is is like that. Yeah, and I would I'm, would be totally down to uh, try it out and take a look at it, of course. Well, you can only play that in a room with a black light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is what it looks like. Um, but and I even noticed the the, the, the the font on the 11 game is definitely the 7-Eleven font. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's called uh, subconscious marketing. Now people are going to go to 7-Eleven and maybe they'll, th- they'll make a unconscious connection there Ooh, make a make a new purchase money yeah, it does seem like uh you know and we'll see once they start to break away from it that i think game found wisely like in order to pull people away from kickstarter i think it makes sense to focus on really big projects because right you know that there's a a market for that on kickstarter and they're specifically gonna i don't know i don't know if i can put it into words but it makes sense to me that like they would start they kind of marketing themselves as basically this isn't just your Kickstarter where you find 8,000 random small indie games. We have your big luxury right. and items. Also, you know, it, it, like I said, it's sort of where like usually what I had bigger projects is already there. It's what they know. They know how to deal with when they're like, it's not just the one project. It's when you have the, the regular box, but then the exclusive boss box plus the expansion box. And like they know how to sort all that. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, go with your strong suit. And you want to launch with massive titles because you don't want to get lost in the the, the Kickstarter uh, world. Right. You want to actually Kickstarter. I mean, Kickstarter, I would argue, is already at that point, almost like Google and Kleenex. Right. Yeah. Or like just <laughs> Kickstarter. Then again, you could <laughs> argue that existed before Kickstarter because like you kickstart a bike. But, I know. you know, like you said, the bigger the, bigger the project, so you – you got to go out with a bang, especially if you're already in a market that is heavily controlled. Right. And you want to tie in big companies that'll keep using you, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see in the months to come how these projects all go. We also heard some new details about the Skyrim game that's going to be on GameFound. That apparently it's going to uh, it's it's a co-op campaign game that's going to have like hundreds of hours of gameplay, they said. <laughs> so Skyrim's been out for a while, Jonathan. Oh, has it? I thought that was new. No, 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 no. It's everything is Skyrim. Mm, this to... podcast, it's a Skyrim podcast. Oh. Hmm, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and we're we're going to be talking a lot about crowdfunding this week, including our next story, which involves a game that was on Kickstarter called Ares Expedition, which uh, is the terraforming Mars card game based off that board game that we're fans of and this had a bit of there was a bit of a hubbub about this game all up on the 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 twitters and the social medias and the kickstarters this past week because uh this game they announced kind of last minute 
would be, and at this point has been, released in Target with an exclusive edition of the game. This happened uh, Sunday on June 20th. And uh, nobody knew this was going to happen as far as I can tell. They just came out with an update saying, guess what? Tomorrow, Target exclusive version. Uh, It's got slightly modified content, they said. So I think that means cheaper components to make it cheaper Mm -hmm. for mass markets. But uh, a lot of people were kind of upset because they didn't have the game yet who backed it on Kickstarter. Yeah, that kind of seems like a... I can't say the word a move, <laughs> a, ba- a bait and switch. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, I will. What, what, what do you think? If you Ivan had backed this game, would you be upset by this? I would be because then I would just be like, "Can I just revoke my backing and just go pick it up at the store?" Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. Oh, actually, they they do they do lay out the differences between mm-hmm. the two the two versions. And uh, I want to point out here, yeah. like. You like you said, Jonathan. There's the component issue, but I will say, I mean, and this is the kind of thing that hits me. I know not as much you, Jonathan, but it does say there are 17 promo cards only in the Kickstarter one. So there are mechanical game pieces unique to your to the Kickstarter edition. I'm a, I don't know the details of those promo cards. Is it possible they're just alternate art? I assume that they're... is a good question. But I'm but gonna I, see if I can find out. While probably you're right. Yeah, the other things the Kickstarter version also has storage trays, and the cover has um is a little bit nicer and has a nicer finish to it. Other than that, they're the exact. It looks like they're the nope. same. Oh and oh and sorry and um the the boards the player boards are also dual layered, so they're much nicer. Is it significantly cheaper at Target? That is a good question. Let's see. So the original. The original backing price is thirty nine dollars. Uh, thirty nine dollars. For some reason, Which my isn't um, bad. Yeah, I mean, it's just a it's just a card game, so there wasn't like a ton of components. So I think that's fair. And at Target right now, it looks like it's thirty nine ninety nine. So so it's the same, <laughs> unless that's a well, marked down from an MSRP or, or something. I don't know if you have to pay shipping. Yeah, I get. I guess that's true. And then at what point are we going to start getting, well, you can just go pick this version up at Target for your Kickstarter and not pay shipping? Because, you know, <laughs> I, you I don't know. That, that would have to be a little harder because that would have to, you have to make a deal with Kickstarter and Target. And I don't know how well, you know, corporates don't usually like to play friendly. Right. But I wonder if, like, I wonder if they wanted this out first or, like, they told Target, like, Hey, maybe wait and Target's like, nope, we're shipping this today, or it's going on shelves today. I did. I, I I get the impression that, or at least I think that's a possibility that that's what happened. Is that because it was so last minute, the announcement is maybe Target kind of forced their hand and said, "Look, we need to, for whatever reason, we want this product to go out tomorrow." And right. if you like don't, this is sitting on our shelves right now. We'll break well, the you, deal or something. What could be dealing with Target is one. We're all starting to open up here. So more right. people are getting together, which is definitely a boon to board games. The second big thing is, you know, they also, which has been weird because apparently now they're bringing them back, but the whole, like, we're not selling cards anymore. Right. It seems like they are selling some cards now. They said it's weird, but like, this is the kind of, the target has been doing a lot of exclusive games and I'm sure someone there has Googled and seen terraforming Mars just in general. Is a big name. Right. So they're like, look, I don't know if they had the deal before the Kickstarter, maybe after, and they're like, 
we need this. We want this out. But it's also a bad move too, because like, not for Target. Well, no, no, no. But for like for the company, because now it makes mom and pop game stores even more behind. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's. I mean, just Target's the trend been doing of, that anyway. The trend of Target and Kickstarter in general, and <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have not talked in a while to someone in a game store about this kind of stuff, but for the more most part, I, I had the feeling that they usually are like. The thing is with Kickstarters, everyone's already pre-ordered it. Right. So what they'll more likely to do is maybe they'll stock one or two. And if someone goes into their store like, hey, I'm looking for this game, they'll be like, we'll order it for you. Right. So it's more like they're less carrying it like Target needs to. Because, you know, when you have that many stores, you're not going to have like a personal connection with the customers. They're really going to be like, look, let's focus heavily on the card games because that's where a lot of the money is. And if someone is like, hey, I've been looking for this card game, then we'll go to mm -hmm. our distributor. And they're more likely to be the ones to hold it because they have the warehouse space. Now, my other question is, do you think they use the Kickstarter money to make the Target game? Because at that point, why did you make a Kickstarter for this game? I, I honestly think this game was probably close to done yeah, it should by the be, time it hit Kickstarter. It like, I think there's more pre-order than... Yeah, this is from okay. um, Stronghold Games, who are pretty significant and right you could be i mean i'm sure that you know there's a lot of advantages to kickstarter and help us helps with money and everything like that but so this is a game you could have reasonably assumed was coming it's not like oh if you don't back the kickstarter you might not be able to buy it like, okay it was gonna come at some point I, I would like to point out now i found i finally found the promo thing and i was and i sort of got lost in the conversation promos uh promos are items that kickstarter backers will get as rewards and will not be included in the retail edition these items may be released at a future date as promotional material, so they're not Kickstarter exclusive, which I, which personally I like, but I'm, I know there'll be some people being like, then there really was no reason to back it on Kickstarter if I could buy the Target version and then, yeah. Wait see, for I, I'm, I'm like that then too because like you, you want to feel special going through Kickstarter. Like if you're you're helping back this company, not back the company, but like helping kickstart this game you want to get something that nobody else can get. It's kind of like a yeah, promo. I, from I also really hate Gen that, but that's, uh, that's me beating a dead horse. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it depends. I think there are, I think there are good ways and bad ways to do it. Right. I think this is probably a bit more of an unfortunate, as you said, Jonathan, forcing of the hand on both ends. You know, I think target needed this to be, they wanted this out now when everyone's getting out and hanging out first. Right. Cause it's a big name, you know, and obviously I, I, my guess is if things were not as bumpy with shipping process and everything, like I haven't found an official article out. Of it. I've only seen tweets about it, but there are, I really wish someone would write about this, that like so many, especially smaller publishers are having such a hard time shipping because everything is going through the roof or getting delayed. Mm -hmm. That is just like, they thought they could get to Kickstarter backers by now. Actually, it says September, so, you know. But, like, it, it just – Target was able to get theirs in first, and they're like, we have it. We need to get it out. So what do you think – at what point do you think we're going to have a new website that's instead of Kickstarter, which is usually for helping back a project and make it come to the stores, that we're just going to have a, a pre-order website? Oh, no, no, no. They want to stick on Kickstarter because it's sort of like – designing your chain stores 
to look like they're part of the neighborhood. They want that sort of, you found it, you're part of something feeling. They don't want that uh, fast food feeling. Mm. I mean, Kickstarter already is that. Like we've it's, right, it's but both. I mean, it's, uh, no, I mean, no, I mean, pre-order system. <laughs> like it's a pre-order. It's it's it doesn't. We don't need a new website because it already has basically become that. I think. Well, then I guess that's why games. the other the, the 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 new site we were just talking about is coming out. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think they're just there for their to get their piece of the pie. <laughs> I don't know that they're doing okay. anything too much differently in terms of that. Looking at that aspect of it. Hmm. That could change as they develop. I don't know. I don't I mean there's a lot of, you know, we could we've been talking about Kickstarter and what it means for the industry for several years now. <laughs> the, the same conversations kind of continue to come up, but I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. But this is it's an interesting thing, this all this whole conundrum. Uh, you know, it's not personally, I don't think it's the best, and I might be annoyed if it happened as a backer. Right. But I'm so also not I'm also not outraged by it i don't really um it, it's not it's not the i think the the issue as often is with so many of these things from my perspective is communication right yes. and if if strong it's it's really all about how you frame it if stronghold had come out and said we're sorry we know that this is a this isn't going to hurt some of you but here's why and this and that but instead they came out and were like guess what exciting news and i think that's what rubs people the wrong way is that they're treating it like you should all be so happy about this, which I, you know, makes, I understand why they, ha you have that impulse is you want to dress it up and make it seem fun, but, and maybe, you know, it's hard to say, cause it's, we just don't know. Still some of this stuff is pretty new and it's like, maybe some backers are excited about it. Should we, should we, if we apologize, does that make it seem bad when we want to make right. it seem good? Yada, yada, yada. You know, there's just a lot of things that go into it, but ultimately I think if the game is good, then we'll all have forgotten about this within a month. Right. No one will care anymore. <laughs> and I do think for, at least for me, that is also just because I'm, but when it comes to Kickstarter, as long as I can get it, eventually I'm like, I don't care. I mean, and I like, specifically didn't back this game because I was like, I'm going to be able to buy that the week after it comes out. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to be able to buy it. I don't need to, why should I back this? And I guess and, the answer is 17 right. promo cards. Unless this becomes <laughs> well, well, a trend. I just told you, even then, especially for, you know, we we tend to go to conventions. Well, and also this is the we're talking about the Target exclusive edition. It sounds like there might still be whatever was in the Kickstarter later on at other gaming stores. Right. I Which don't would know. be yeah, that would be a big boon to be uh like you can get these promos at a local game store and a lot of them definitely could use the help now. Mm -hmm. That's I know I see that more with TCGs just cuz they know like you we ha Target had its problems. But odds are, if you're collecting a, a, a collectible card game and you're playing it, you have to go to a game store. There is no tables at Target for you to sit down in with your magic deck. I mean, <laughs> you can just sit in the aisle. But do you think there's... <laughs> ignore that. Do you think there's going to be, like, this is the Target exclusive. Do you think there's going to be, going to be another one that's a little bit less that's going to be a regular store? Because what makes this exclusive for Target? Uh, my guess it would be Target has, like, the rights for a month. Like Gloom, uh, Jaws of the Lion. Okay, yeah. so there's nothing technically special about this edition. Well, it sounds like the thing that might be special about this one is that it's cheaper. The components are cheaper, and it has a versus the Kickstarter, right. right? Like it's or whatever, or maybe a later normal edition. Like I think this is specifically they want to sell this to mass market audiences. Okay, 
It and I mean, it's definitely more likely because I do love terraforming Mars. I'm not sure how well regular terraforming Mars would appeal to mm. people who are maybe newer to the board game hobby. Because yeah. I've definitely seen this happen with, um, you know, the Blockbuster game I got a few years ago at Gen Con? Never right. forget it. They have a version that they sell exclusively at five below. It's I just, saw that. It's missing the buzzer and the parking lot plastic sign bits, but it's basically just the card game. And like, I definitely, I walked down the aisle and I was upset because I'm like, oh, this is $5, right? Paid 20, whatever in. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, this is maybe just me being nostalgic and stuff. Yours is in like an old video case. Right. Yeah. The one at five below is in a cardboard. Box. Yeah. I'd, I'd say <laughs> that is actually the biggest thing. It's not the buzzer <laughs> or the parking lot. Yours actually looks like an old video. Well, so. I'm also just cheap. <laughs> I Fair mean, it's enough. the same thing as video games, right? You wait five months and you you can find the same game you paid sixty four for twenty, as sure. long as it's not Nintendo, right? It's well, just yeah. it's it's the way of it products. They get cheaper because demand goes down. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, Ares Expedition, look look for it in Target stores today if you want, or perhaps elsewhere in the future in different editions. Um, and then finally, we're gonna kind of come back to something that we talked about a few weeks ago. Publisher Grail Games posted this blog update on their site all about it was called Grail Games Grows Up and it was about like difficulties they were having with Kickstarter and such and what the future of the company was going to be. And one of the key things that they spoke about was uh, several games that they had licensed to and were printing designed by designer Reiner Knizia, who's a very well-known game designer. And they said that they we're not going to be publishing those games going forward. They were no longer going to be printed. And uh, in the in the article, which is no longer up as of, as of today, you cannot read this on their website. Um, they also they mentioned that specifically those games have hadn't sold well and kind of made it sound like that was the reason they were not publishing those games anymore. Well, just this past week, Reiner Knizia himself posted on Twitter kind of out of nowhere and said to clarify quote to clarify some misleading communication from grail games my games leave grail games because i terminated licenses for breach of contract oh and then he followed that up with a sad face emoji which is how you know it's real serious on twitter it's <laughs> <laughs> the world we live in right now I'd hold up in court so it sounds like they were trying to sweep this under the rug slash make themselves look not like the bad guy when, in fact, maybe they – we don't know the details, but from this side of the story, it sounds like maybe they weren't paying him for some work mm -hmm. or published something they weren't supposed to in a certain way he didn't want them to or who knows what the breach was, um, which is not a good look. No. Yeah, combined <laughs> with the fact I know a lot of people were angry about the article with um, how they sort of, I guess, slide, would slide be the word? Throw shade at <laughs> shut up and sit down? Yeah, they threw some shade. We, that's what the kids would say. Shade. No cap. <laughs> they were, you know, they were really, um, Grail Games was thirsty. And I'm, I'm just about, curious why. Yeah. And they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't think that Reiner Knizia's games were bussin' bussin'. Yes, sorry, go ahead. I quit. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering why he's clarifying now, though. I'm not sure. I don't question Reiner Knizia on this. I'm just curious if he just was so busy and then he only found out about the article now. 
I think that's a very Which I would not be surprised. I mean, have you seen how many games are to his name? Also, I don't know this for a fact, but I am pretty sure Reiner Knizia, yeah, he lives in Germany. So oh. it's very it's maybe that you know things get just didn't get translated and it's just Right. And, and but it's always those things sometimes it's like the internet can make it there or sometimes it doesn't. So or unless he was just waiting before he was allowed to say anything oh, from a lawyer. That, that is true. Maybe. And it's also like, I mean, Grill, this wasn't like exactly, this wasn't on the front page of CNN, this this article, you know? <laughs> like, it wouldn't Wait. be too surprising if you missed it. It wasn't? No, no, it only, oh. it made BBC, but not CNN. Oh, what a shame. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we talked about in that episode so lovingly. I like how, oh, it's too bad for Grill games, and I, I really like what I've played of theirs, but... There's always another side to every story, I guess, which unfortunately it sounds like, I mean, they did deleted the article, which that kind of looks like they haven't made a statement about it yet, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that doesn't look great on their end. It makes them look kind of guilty, I'd say. Because like, you could also be like, oh, was it something that the designer did that they didn't agree with and then they backed out somehow? But if they deleted the article, that's not the best thing in the world. It's it is it's also just really weird to 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 say to I don't know like to if you know that that's the truth and you just say something in an, a public article that's not true like giving them the benefit of the doubt maybe there's just a miscommunication of some kind because mm-hmm. it seems like wouldn't you just eventually like that's gonna get out don't you think how do you like well, how do especially you th- in this day and age <laughs> yeah like he's not going to dispute it publicly why wouldn't he <laughs> right they're just like i really hope this doesn't get translated <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean john apparently it worked for a little bit of time <laughs> i guess <laughs> i guess so but uh we, we were on we're on the case we scooped it for you off of Twitter and told you about it. Regurgitated. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll see if that if they say anything in the in the future, or if those games get picked up by any other publisher once the dust has settled a little bit. Maybe Target will take them. Maybe Target will take them. We'll see. Anyway, like I said, we're going back to crowdfunding because we've got some picks for you in the Kickstarter Pickstarter segment. Oh, this one looks uh, nice. It's nice. It's nice. This one. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. <laughs> That's right. Each of us has chosen a crowdfunding project that we'd like to highlight this week. Ivan, you're first. What's your pick? I picked this week because it looked so cute and weird. Heckin' Hounds. All right. Heckin' Hounds is a two to seven player trick taking game, which I'm assuming means risk taking. Uh, no trick taking. That's that's an actual genre. That's like gin rummy, where you are. Each round is a trick, and whoever puts the highest card into the middle usually wins that round. Though oh. I could see because I did look at this why you might think risk taking for this game. I mean, couldn't they also go? I guess they go hand in hand, kind of. Well, yeah. no. Usually, I think it's just usually just trying to get the cards together. And if I recall, this one's a bit more about like you're not simply just trying to take as many tricks as possible. Okay. You so, learn yeah, something new every day. So how does this how does this one work? Well, you are exploring the job of being a professional dog walker <laughs> in the underworld. <laughs> now, uh, I have a question about that. Are the are the dogs you're dog walking in the underworld? I'm assuming they're um <laughs> are they n- no longer? <laughs> are they are, dead dogs? Are these that dead dogs went to hell? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> don't know if they're 
dead or like because did Cerberus ever live? Um, some of them. Day? I'm looking at the page. Some of them. So Cerberus is one of them. But right. there's some like this says um, Mops was once the beloved pup of yeah. uh, Marie Antoinette. So yeah, some of these are dead yeah. dogs. So and then they're in hell. So are they bad? <laughs> I think anyway, they're bad dogs. So how you take the risk or, or how you play this game is by not knowing what dogs you're going to be getting in each hand. So your hand is dealt out blind. And each round, a different person is the shift leader, and it, it just goes in clockwise order or counterclockwise, whatever you want. And the shift leader gives you hints on what dogs you are getting in your hands. Um, they could be good hints or bad hints. It's up to you to decide. And then uh, scoring is interesting in this game. Because you really don't want to do bad, which that's every game. Because if you do bad, you get turned into dog food. So I guess you lose. <laughs> but if you do too good, you are sent there permanently and you're just the dog walker in hell. So you want to like keep yourself in the middle. Mm. Not too good, not too bad. Just, you know, under the radar. Yeah, I like that because that's definitely, in, you know, most trick-taking games, or at least traditionally, it's it's relatively straightforward. Like, yeah, just just win as much as you can. But this, So this one you need to, like, stay on the under the radar, but, like, yeah, that's it. try that's to it. get other people to win? There, yeah, there's a lot more bluffing, I think, that will yeah. be involved in this to be, like, if people are like, oh, I'm doing so well, you can take that trick or something. And meanwhile, the person that gives the person the extra point they need to be better than you. And that's also where the, the, the shift leader helps because they can kind of like screw with you to make you do better, <laughs> which is weird. But uh, you can get this game for 26 bucks. Um, and uh, if you visit their Kickstarter page, you can see a little backstory about each of the dogs, which is kind of cute. I, I just imagine now, you know, while you're playing like, ha ha, you're employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> you're on fire now congratulations yeah I, I i looked at this one and i was kind of pleasantly surprised because the name of it just makes it sound like it's going to be exploding kittens like right it's a, like it's a meme game you know yeah <laughs> oh speaking of which did you hear about exploding minions of course i heard about exploding minions weeks <laughs> ago yeah that's i'm all over that don't worry but uh but the game itself looks pretty solid and i like the i, I like the different twists they have on it. it seems like a lot of fun and at, after after the crew i'm i'm all about the weird trick taking games yeah. with twists on them and it seems like a small like you could throw it in your backpack and play anywhere kind of game yeah like it's it's a, it's a small you know it's good there's even I there's like a it. quote on here from friend of the show former guest Jamie Stegmeyer <laughs> about how much he enjoyed the new mechanics so there's a seal of approval for you and just the art of the Kickstarter is really what drew me in. The yeah. video is completely animated. It's, it's it nice. Drew you in. <laughs> so that's Heckin' Hounds. Will, I think there's, there's, I saw a couple things on here that I know are of interest. There to are you. two. I'll <laughs> maybe just mention because they're just expansion stuff that are obvious that I'd pick. One, but I'm going to cover the thing I actually thought can, would be a bit yes. more interesting. Okay. And that's Chroma. This is a competitive game in which you're all playing in this sort of light-up board. And you'll actually be drawing from a bag pieces of random shapes of either blue, red, slash magenta, or yellow. And you'll be placing them on this board. The idea is each of you secretly wants a certain color to be on the board, either green, purple, or orange. 
So you actually have to layer them in addition to placing them down. So it's this territory control of trying to get the most of your color on the board. But it's just you can't simply just place a piece. You have to almost have to sort of trick someone into helping you. Like if you're purple, you're gonna like, I hope they put more blue pieces down so I can get those red ones on top. And the light up board sounds really cute and fun too. So in terms of actually a new game that has, I think, a really clever, cute, artistic style, I think it's one to definitely take a look at. This reminds me of when I was a kid, I had like board, like a board with these kind of colorful like shaped pieces. And I don't even know if there were rules to it. You'd like had to try to fit them into it or something. I, I had one. Some You didn't layer them like this does called the Blockus, I believe. Oh, that's a, that's a classic game. Yeah. But this one is a bit more like the dual layering, I think, really adds that extra bit that makes it not simply just lay down pieces and who can never make big patterns first wins. Yeah. Um, now, that said, this is a board that takes advantage of like a light coming underneath, though. I think you can play it like in daylight. So it is on what I would say the price year end. The hmm. first pledge is for seventy nine dollars. So, yeah, you know, crazy. it's not not your, your cheapest game when you especially when compared to other abstract games. But in terms of doing I think something different and fun, it's worth taking a look at. Yeah, that's this is from Breaking Games and they've done they've done a fair number of popular lighter games. And I'll also point out for listeners this is Chroma spelled K, with a K. I, mm -hmm. I I I thought it was going to be a CH, but it's a K. <laughs> Now, I will quickly shout out these two that I think you were expecting me to say. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First off, uh, Warehouse 13 has its expansion. This is the game that is very similar to Battlestar in terms of a longer form trader game. Not as long as Battlestar, but it's based off the show I really like. And this had some new characters and artifacts. And the other one being Power Rangers. It's once it, Renegade's doing really well with this series. So, you know, they keep going with it. Uh, this adds the Omega Rangers, which is just different Rangers, the same the same characters you know from the original Mighty Morphing, or three of them in new outfits. It does have the, I don't think the most recent team, the team from before, Beast Morphers, as well as expansions that add Dino Thunder and some other six Rangers and some more enemies. So if you're into Power Rangers, you're probably already know about this and you're backing it because if you're like me, you've probably backed like three of these projects. So you get like six emails being like, new Kickstarter. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love that when you have you have backed multiple things from a publishers, and each project sends you an update about what they're doing next. <laughs> yeah, like I get why they do it because hypothetically you could have started on just the last one, right? But man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, all right, so check those out. Uh, I, I will be just predictable this week uh, because the uh, pick that I'm going with is the new graphic novel adventures season. From Van Ryder Games, I've read all of these books in the past. I just put out a video where I ranked all of the current ones. If you're listening to this, you should check it out. Yeah, check it out if you want to. Because you can buy any of those books um, individually through this. So you may want to take a look and throw some different things on, onto it if you want to pledge. Uh, graphic novel adventures are essentially choose-your-own-adventure books, but in a graphic novel format. Um, you you know you choose it'll tell you a panel number you go there you make decisions and a lot of them have more gamey elements than that so you might have you might get experience points or items or abilities they have varying levels of complexity and this one has is a set of five new books although one of them is actually 
was a bonus sixth book from the last campaign, which they've decided to fold into this one. So it's now officially part of season four, but if you already have it, there will be a spot in their new slip cover. So now I will have a place to put that. And the other books that are brand new, there's another Sherlock Holmes book, which they've done a bunch of. This one you get to play as Mycroft. Um, there's a new sci-fi themed book. There's a, 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 like a martial arts tournament book. And uh, there's one more that I'm having trouble looking at because for some reason Kickstarter is being really weird for me today and thinks that I'm in Germany <laughs> and I'm not. And I don't know why it Wait, thinks that. Wait, you're, you're not in Germany? I'm in Germany. I mean, you're in Germany too, right? Yes. Nine, 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 nine. So I don't remember. I looked, I'm trying to figure out what the last book is, but it's not <laughs> at, at any rate, these books. Oh, it's the dark, dark mage is what it's called. It's like a fantasy book and you have your cool. You can specialize and be a different kind of wizard, which is cool. Um, all, all of these new ones look really fun to me. I I'm excited about them. Some, some of these books are hit or miss as if you watch my review video, you'll see what I think about them all, but I'm always excited for a new season. So definitely, right. I I have not gone through as many as you have, but I definitely agree. There are some that I've loved more than others, but overall, it's still been like a really great experience. And you've done the legwork now, so people can just go straight to the ones that you think are great. That's right. Uh, so if you want all five books, if you've never backed anything before, um, it's $80. That includes the slipcover. Um, or you can just get them. Whatever you want, it's uh, $15 per book, which is ch cheaper than the usual retail price. And you can just go through and or you can get any past seasons, all that stuff at that page. Also, another one that I want to talk about that I thought was interesting is AEG has a new project called Big Game Night. Usually at Gen Con every year, they have a game, a special big game night where they let you demo their new games and also often give away some of their new games to attendees. And as they're trying to give that experience to people who won't be attending this year for $40, you get two of their new games, which are 10 and whirling witchcraft and they deliver in August. So you're going to have them actually before Gen Con happens this year, assuming they stick to that date. Um, and I, th I just thought this was an interesting direction for them to take and kind of a cool thing for people who can't attend Gen Con. I mean, do, do we, did we think this is cool? Did we did anybody else see this and have thoughts about it? I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I didn't recognize like some of the games on the top of my head, but I'm sure there would be something if I give it a bit more of a look like, oh, I do want to play that. Well, they're new, so right. <laughs> I've heard I've heard about ten. I've seen them advertising that before, but the the other the whirling witchcraft I'm not familiar with. It's hard, and I I, I don't blame them. Like these are the kinds of games where like. I don't know right now because it's not the obvious like, oh, it's just an expansion for a game I love or something we've been talking about. But it's the kind of thing I bet if I sat down at the demo table, you know, played two rounds and I'm like, I really like this. I'm going to go buy it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's hard not like that can really I'm sure that e like they can calculate how many more sales I assume because, you know, it's expensive to go to these things. They're like, well, having a table and people playing it gives us, you know, 100 more sales or something. Well, you're, it sound, your tone sounds like you're there's something sad about this. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Am I misreading you? Like, what's the downside? I guess I'm just sad that they're not just there. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. Oh, 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 right. I forgot that they... Well, no, AEG is going to be there. They are oh, I thought you there. said this is instead of. Uh, no, I think it's in addition to. I, Never mind I, that. I, I don't <laughs> think they're going to have as big of a presence 
but I'm pretty sure they are holding some form of this at Gen Con. Um, and, and it should be noted, in addition to those two games I mentioned, this also includes Tiny Towns Villagers expansion. Hmm. All for 40 bucks. I mean, that's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's cool. It's fun. So check that one out, too. Does this uh, also count as pre-ordering through Kickstarter? This certainly is, for sure. Also limited to 2,000 backers. So I guess if you're going to be at Gen Con, maybe you don't need to do this. I don't know what's going to change if you attend. I think you have to buy a ticket usually to the game night. I don't know. It's okay with tiny towns, you know, even if only 2,000 people get it, that's still, you know, at least 100 each that can play it all together. Yeah, you're right. I guess. (laughs) I don't know that tiny towns really should be played with that many people, but theoretically, (laughs) if everyone has their own copy or something, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I meant like you have just 100 people with their own pieces and you just sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't want to do it. All right. Uh, so those are our Kickstarter picks. Let's talk about games that we've played. Why in person together, the three of us, it's time for Table Talk. I don't know my guys. Table Talk. Table Talk. Table Talk. I sang it a little bit before then, too. So that was a bonus jingle. So we're going to start with kind of all three of us, but we're going to let... We'll let you, Ivan, take the take the lead unless you have another game to talk about to sur- sur- surprise me with. I don't. Okay, great. Because I hate surprises. Um, I know. The, we you had a game told night. told me not to surprise you before this record. <laughs> I, I, I say I preface pretty much every conversation with that. Um, we had our second official game night and the first one kind of back. You know, we spoke about it in our YouTube channel and our podcast a little bit that we had a game night at our friend's a uh, new apartment which we had never been to and it felt it felt very new and different uh so th- this to me felt more like you know we're in home base we have more of the usual people who would come to these things this felt more like a real return to form for this old was an official game, game night yeah more more official we wore our official game night t-shirts <laughs> yeah that we all have right um so we broke out uh some old Hives. one oh. one old f- favorite and one new hotness. Uh, what, what do you want to start with, Ivan? Ooh, let's start with uh, Battlestar Galactica. Wow, it's a, what a it's pick! A big, it's a big game to start official game nights with. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> but as you know, um, I love the game. I, I, I live with somebody who loves it more than most people do. More than he uh, loves most people. More than it's true. <laughs> Instead of marrying me, he's going to marry your copy of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes, but Battlestar Galactica, which I've often said is my favorite game of all time. Um, and I don't think I, I absolutely would not be able to get it to the table even as often as we have, which isn't that often. If it were not for also his love of the game, just oh, yeah, support no. me. <laughs> Danny will will the entire car ride was saying he better have Battlestar Galactica, and I told him I was going to call you and say you left it at Will's house. <laughs> yeah, because I like I will be you know I'll be shy and be like uh, we we could always play this, but it's kind of long. But but he comes in and is like we're playing that or else. Yeah, <laughs> like like well, he showed up with it and it's yours. <laughs> I know so, this was very so people know okay Battlestar Galactica it's a hidden trader game based on the sci-fi series um big long co-op game and 
this was an exciting moment, not just because it was a return to game night, but because we also have a new expansion, which in fact is an expansion that's like seven years old or something, but right. not that new old, DOS. three or four years old. But for us, yes, the first time we've played with all the existing content for the game, not necessarily every module, but all three expansions at once. So what, what did you Together think about, at last? What did you think about the experience, Ivan, and also with this new stuff? I uh, I enjoyed this more than I have in previous times playing it. I don't know if it's because we started it earlier than we normally do. I don't know if it's because we haven't had game night in, what, 16 months? But um, this is one of my more favorite times playing it. Um, that could also be the, the, the new add-on that we got to it, too, that keeps it more spicy. Yeah, this is daybreak no exodus i always get them confused i believe it's exodus is the one we just right. added For the part of the problem is when it's not like the most recent one you can be like oh i just but i knew that like the newest insmith expansion came out this is old, so you're like i just need to get them and you don't know the order they released <laughs> right. which actually came up we we're like which one is the newest one because we had to look up the hierarchy of um succession we look at the copyright. We do right. carbon dates. Yeah, so the big things that this one added that we played with were the new fleet board, which means that Cylon ships are spawning all the time, whereas before they sometimes could, there were lulls. Um, we also have ally encounters, which are little pieces of character tokens of characters, which you might run into, which could be good or bad effects. It can also be manipulated by players. And there was also a new destination, which would have resulted in a whole new thing at the end, except that uh, Cylons won and humanity was destroyed before we were able to get to that point. Yeah, that's where the game wasn't good for me. <laughs> so let's pivot. And I want to hear uh, your take on this, Will, because I, I know that uh, uh, hidden trader games aren't your favorite. And I know that being a hidden trader is not your favorite. And you were the Cy one of two Cylons in this game. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like I got to, you know, you got to give you, you're, 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 you were a champ <laughs> playing through it for, I feel like for the rest of us primarily, but I don't know what did, did you have a good time at the end of the day? I mean, it had it ups and down. I want to say first of all, I completely agree that the Cylon fleet board makes yeah. things very interesting. Like for the Cylon player, it's not simply just throw as much stuff at you anymore. You have to look at like, hmm, I can spawn more ships, but they're about to jump. So maybe I need to wait. So I, I, I honestly don't think if uh, I'd want to play without that board. Yeah. Ever, yeah. I like, I, I, I love it. I think it's a great addition. The biggest problem I have, and I don't think there's a way around it. It's not like, I think it's just sort of nature of the beast kind of thing that happened. I've never revealed this early. And I think you said that too, Jonathan. Like, yes, you, you revealed publicly that you were a bad guy pretty early on. Because it sort of made sense. Relatively. <laughs> I thought so. Um, but what happens is, first off, you don't, you never have a lot of cards to mess with people because otherwise you just ruin everything, you know? Um, but what happens is because you have anyone, no, you don't want to talk to the other silent. If you think someone is, because then everyone's going to kill them. So you're not like, cause I'm talking to you. So I sort of just sit there and wait until my turn. Cause if I do one thing and then like the problem is 
like even if you're in a bad situation like you were, Jonathan, you could discuss strategies with people. You could be like, why are you doing this? What's this going on? That's the mo- probably the thing that was most annoying about this was just like, I wish, I don't know if the turns to go faster or if you're like, everyone reveal, just go, you know, I don't like. Yeah, I think that's been a problem I've found with the game since the base set. I think that's mm-hmm. always been something that I've noticed. And my solution to it has just been, I just never reveal as a Cylon if I am one, unless unless I'm like about to win. Because I agree with you, it's once, maybe other people have found and maybe there's modules we haven't explored or things like that that maybe uh, help this. But no, once, uh, you, actually, once you become a Cylon, I just think it's very boring. I think it's to reveal yes. it, well, it's boring. <laughs> I've never revealed early outside of the Cylon leader, which I'll get to in a second. So that's why I was like, oh, you know what? Usually I got killed. Let me try this out. And, you know, now I know that a little better. It's still, it hurt. Is that the but first time you'd, you've been a Cylon before? Yeah, I have, but usually I'm just, just, you know, just kept messing with the things. Never reveal. I've never revealed as, and like really played on that ship. Got it. Interesting. Um, I have been a Cylon leader, which is really funny because I think it was like the one, at least the one time I've been around. I don't know if you've done Cylon leader without me. And I remember because my card was help the humans win. Right, like right. That was my secret. Cylon goal. leaders are publicly Cylons, but they're not necessarily, they may be trying to help you or hurt you in different ways. And of course, everyone's like, no, he's not helping us. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I just remember being like, are you, I get this and no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And there's something similar like that now also in this expansion for humans, which is you might have, it reminds me of Dead of Winter, where you have a personal goal. Um, But unlike Dead of Winter, where it's like you need to do this to win in this game, it's you don't have to do this. But if you don't, you're going to lose a resource at the end of the game. I like that a lot more because I think it gets away around the around like I need to collect medicine because it's my win. You're going to everyone gets hurt by you not completing your goal. So it feels a bit more in line with everyone. And you could be a bit more like. I need to destroy these ships. Well, it's it's more, you know, know, it's more actually cooperative, whereas Dead of Winter really is competitive. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, I think that, I think it's a good, a good fit. And then there's stuff like the ally tokens, which I really enjoyed, but I don't think we got to explore as much just because they ended up in places where no one ever wanted to go to them. Yeah, that was was a little awkward. (laughs) I remember, even for me as a silent, I remember one guy was like, if you fail, you go to the brig. And I'm like, I can't risk that. Like yeah. I wanted to activate them just cause, you know, but I want, I wish that, cause I think what would be interesting about them is if like, if one shows up that appears in a really important location you want to go to, cause then you have to like risk it. You're like, well, I have to go there. Something bad might happen. Right. I mean, we got one in the brig and one in the sick bay. And it's just like, well, who wants to get possibly punished even more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just, was absurd. Just insult to injury. Um, And out of a whole deck, it was just like, Really? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I assume there's multiple in each location, but yeah, I think I think that's an interesting idea because it's a high risk, high reward kind of situation. And also both the players and Cylons can seed them, you know, to be a because they they have a positive and negative effect depending on these tokens. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, overall, I think the expansion that you got, because I assume most of the stuff I haven't seen before was from that was actually some really good additions, like things I think are really fun. Like yeah. the Cylon leader is like, uh, you know, maybe for once in a while, like this was like, yeah, I could see this being in most games. Yeah. 
yeah, I was. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a good time. Long as always, and yeah, also, that that I think that, but that's but maybe just our group. That it didn't feel well, that long little, this time. Four hours, well, good. Yeah, it didn't like feel that. like four hours. I mean, that makes me happy to hear you say that. <laughs> but um, I've also never been a Cylon, so I can't. Like, I'm sure it felt excruciatingly long to you, Will. Yeah, yeah. That that is really the problem. Um, which is more of just like, uh, I've had, I guess I've had worse. Like it's, it, right. that's why I said it's more nature of the beast than I think like, I don't want to see this game ever played again. But like I was talking to Danny and on the car ride home, he was oh, saying, we he should point to, out he was the other Cylon. He was the other Cylon. Yes. He had the time of his life, not revealing. Right. Cause like he was <laughs> a big reason that you wouldn't get out of the sick bay or the, wherever you were. The brain. Oh yeah. He was, he was torturing me and I'm always like, I should give, well, he seems bad, but I don't want to rush to any hasty decisions. And <laughs> like the reason why all of our numbers went down is because he was the admiral. So he was choosing the jumps and he was choosing the worst possible, like, yeah, we were really... losing 25. <laughs> he was everything. He became Ooh. president, admiral. Did he actually become the, uh, the was it? No, Kag? no, he was no. just the two roles. But yeah, he was, he was really, <laughs> really knocking us out. It well, that's the rough. other, like, like uh, our friend who was playing with us wanted the CAG roll back. And the only reason why I didn't give it to him, because to give him back the role, I did not take an action my rounds, my turn. He, uh, I was like, ah, why does he want this back so badly? He might be a Cylon. Well, right. Not even that. Like, and th this also comes off, you know, being a revealed Cylon for you, Ivan. I can completely understand because, like, doing nothing on your turn in this game just feels so bad. Right. Like, I didn't want to waste an entire turn, turn just to pass a, a, a title over. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm really curious, mostly, like I said, for example, some of these expansion things, you know, I, I, I would not want to play without. And I'm not counting, like, just more cards or characters, like something mm -hmm. that's a real mechanical difference. And, you know, last week we talked about the Arkham Horror new edition version, whatever you want to remake. Like, is this going to be, is it going to be like a one-to-one -to, -one to the base of Battlestar? Or they're like, look, we're putting allies in there right from the start or something. Yes, that is it is will be very interesting to see if they incorporate anything from the expansions or not. Um, we'll we'll see. And and that's also a good thing to point out. Anyone listening to this, this sounds like fun. Uh you can't buy this game. <laughs> it's out of print. <laughs> Best you can hope for is that unfathomable release coming up if you don't want to spend a ton of money on eBay. Uh but yeah, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, uh I you know, I would you know, I, I always feel bad that it takes up a whole night, but I do love playing it. And even though we had a miserable failure, <laughs> I think part of that is also when there's new stuff and when it's, if you're rusty on rules, I feel like Cylons, yeah. well, I, I guess it could go either way. Everybody's kind of at a disadvantage, but. Well, and also we usually don't have two, do we? No, there's usually two. There's usually two, but it's possible that like one person doesn't reveal or they happen to get both and don't give it to someone else until late. There's usually two recommend like like we played this at a decent hour we've definitely played this at a much later hour um this is definitely a while the sun's up start playing this game <laughs> yes Get, that's you know. certainly true uh, but then we played a, we played another uh game that's definitely a any time of day really a real a real come down and that's monstrosity and i had played a little bit of this already but it was the first time for everybody else and i only played it before with three players so this is a game really uh, you know, I didn't get the full experience of a larger group. Mm -hmm. And in this one, you are 
Um, one person is describing a monster that they've seen on a card. So it's a weird, crazy monster design that and they've illustrated. Everyone else has to, while they're describing it, they have a two-minute timer to draw that monster. And then everyone votes and tries to decide which one was the closest. So right. the 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 descriptor guy is, is trying to be as accurate as possible, and everyone else is trying to follow their instructions. It's like a test of memory commu and communication and listening skills, I guess, and a little bit of artistry as well. Right. Ivan, what would you think? I absolutely love this game it was just honestly the best uh, drawing game i've played in a while but i mean okay ignoring that we haven't played in a year and a half ignore that <laughs> uh -huh, <other laughs> but than that. just the way like the, the mechanics of this game that it's really testing the judge's memory and how you just describe stuff to the drawers because you could be a terrible drawler like uh, um one of the people at the table is not somebody who does art ever and they Talk were just drawing yep they were <laughs> they were just drawing like the basic shapes and a lot of times they won right yeah it ended up with a three-way tie uh between will myself and danny and yeah i think that's really cool because i i think that's like kind of I would almost argue that's like the spectrum of art is like Will's probably the best at art. I'm like kind of somewhere in the middle and Danny's probably at the lower end of the totem pole. No offense, Danny. Right. Where Danny will draw, like he can draw you a map and like schematics, but like he's not an artsy person. Right. There's different, you know, in terms of like the getting the details and accuracy and stuff like that, which I'm not always that good at really either. Um, and also he had, I think he just doesn't like, doing it that much which also right. doesn't doesn't help but like yeah like you said you're still able to do well in spite of that uh potential uh you know whatever whatever your ability might be right and it just it was a, it was a good game to finish after a, B, a bsg style game um but what is the max amount of players you can play in this i think it goes to 10 8 or 10 something like that because this would be interesting with just a massive group of people. <laughs> yeah, you could theoretically do a lot if you had a lot of whiteboards, but you'd also have to, you know, be looking at all the different monsters, and that's a lot of info to take in. So you probably want to cap it at a certain point, like ten. Yeah, probably ten. <laughs> I think that's like probably... I would. I, I hope we do our our larger game night this year, and playing with ten people would just be interesting, just to see how, especially with our group of friends, how they explain stuff. Yes. To me, my favorite part of this game is not looking at the drawings and comparing them. It's as soon as the timer starts and the person starts describing, I, I just, it just makes me laugh because the yeah. weird things that people say, it's like, okay, this is like this Pokemon or this, this thing has the head of a goblin shark. Or like <laughs> you and I will like be like, okay, it's, it looks like something from this movie. And the other two will be like, I've never seen movies. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't actually do that. I don't make movie no. clues. It's too, but, but just, it's just so funny what you learn about what people think is important and how, like what sticks in their brains. Right. And, and what like little, th like where they start to like somebody at the table, starting with the legs up. Right. And it was interesting because my brain wouldn't have worked like that drawing wise. And I think as you play more, you would start to understand you might, you might learn like, Oh, this works better for, for more people. If I describe it this way than that way. Right. But, and then but also, I also, yeah. 
learning how to draw like fuzz was one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I can't. We're, we're it's a whiteboard and a black marker. Like I can't. Yeah, yeah, you got to find a way to do that. I love that no matter how. It's also great because if you're bad at describing it, it kind of doesn't matter because right. what ends up happening usually is everybody has a pretty similar drawing in a lot of cases, at least when I've played it, that's been the case. Yeah. So everyone is on an even playing field. It's not like you can, unless, like you said, if you try to use like an inside reference, but that's why you shouldn't do that. Right, because a few times, like, some of the Pokemon came up, and I'm like, uh... Yeah, there was one Pokemon reference. Uh, but but you can, you're allowed to ask questions, too. So somewhat, you could easily be like, hey, I don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> what does it look like? It would be interesting to, like, you wouldn't have, like, a harder version is no questions. Like, just the person telling you certain mm. things. Well, their, their harder version is only questions in the rulebook. Interesting. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess you could okay. try both ways out. Now, is the time extended for the just questions? You get an extra minute for that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense because you're using more words. And especially if you have a larger group, everybody wants to get their questions in. Right. This would also be interesting as an app-only game, too. Like, if everyone was drawing on their phones. Yeah. It's supposed to be very good for Zoom play, too, because oh, that makes it, yeah. you just show your pictures. Right. That pretty much works. Yeah. Well, what did you think about Monstrosity? You posted an image on our Instagram uh, when you played just with the three before we played. Uh -huh. And I was a little jealous. I'm like, oh, he's already played it. <laughs> Technically, so, actually, the three of us played it first at a convention. <laughs> but yes. Right. Like we did one. But like I want to do multiple rounds. And I finally got to do it. And I was so excited because usually, especially with the people who love Battlestar, don't tend to like drawing games. Not including <laughs> you, Jonathan. But... <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I want to point out, they actually did very well. Like, there was no runaway leader in this. Right. In our group. Yeah, I didn't do well. No, you still came pretty close. I don't think anyone I got mean, that far ahead. I was in last. I mean, the, the three-way tie was each of us had five points. I think the lowest was two people had two points apiece. So there's not so many opportunities to get points. I think it would be True. hard in this game for someone to be like, I've got 15. <laughs> like, that would be really <laughs> impressive. I would just be okay just playing like almost like just one or anything like that where you just keep playing rounds. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, it's 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 hilarious, weird monsters. Apparently I watch too much of the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I've been told. <laughs> I was thinking National Geographic, yeah. Sorry, National Geographic, because I use like goblin shark and squid squid beak to describe some things. But the only bad thing is with the way you you were describing it is there's an there's not a lot of cards in this game. Uh no, there's there's a decent amount. The what the what I had on the table, there's another full deck that size that I haven't opened yet. Oh, right. Okay. Even even then though, I do see where I and that was the one thing that scared me because I really want to be like Jonathan. Can I borrow this game? But then you and I have now two separate lists. Right. Well, you I know. I will say so. The first thing is we talked about it a little bit just now. There they recommend once you've played through everything, assuming it's the same group. You, you can try again with this harder variant where you only ask questions and go through it. And then I'll also say, uh, you know, I played that other game the initial time I played it two weeks ago now or so. I already don't remember what those monsters look like. <laughs> like I think it's, it's my, Right. It's my own paranoia. Though, you could probably. And also, I always say with every game when it comes to something like this, whenever people are worried about replay value and I'm like, if I get to the point 
where I've actually seen all the cards in this game that I got my money's worth. Like right. it's less that's never happened to me before. <laughs> right. I feel like this is less the replay value and more of just the nature of you and I that that I you, yeah, you know. I get that because you do want to all be on the same probably. No, but I'm also thinking too the more I was processing this, if like the five of us got a different card, the five of us would explain it completely differently. That's true too. And no one would have any idea if it's the same card. It's possible. Give enough time. Yeah. And I, I'm like, even though it sounds like I'm being, I feel like I'm sounding very down on this. I still want to repeat. I loved it. I want to play more of it. And I hope they keep just coming up with more decks. Like I think there's a cute expansion. Yeah. I almost got the cute expansion along with it. I wasn't sure if it, how if I needed it or not, I didn't get I it. But. It's got to be like Dixit. Just get different art. Like we asked uh, a bunch of artists from Japan to make uh, a deck of cards. Now we went from here and stuff. So there are expansions. Okay, that's good. There's, There's one, one, yeah. But you know, I, I'm just saying it. It has that potential for like you know Dixit to be just right. It's, it's cool art. Yeah. So that's monstrosity. That's what we played on our official game night. But Will, you have other games to talk about. Yeah. Um this weekend someone else I know had a small game retreat nearby. So I actually went to that thing, left their thing to come to our game night, and went back to their thing. So Wow. It was very sneaky, you know. None of this none of this came up. You're like I feel like you're living a double life. It was a busy week, and I, I just knew you would not care for, about, to hear about it. Because you had, <laughs> as soon as I saw Bowser, I'm like, we got to focus on this. Anyways. But now so I this, do, and so do our listeners. Well, what was interesting, there are a lot of games, and what was interesting about this crowd is there was, the people the people running it were definitely board gamers, and they could probably handle any game on our shelf for the most part. Like, I don't think anything we'd ever have to worry about. But there are other people there, some people who were like, very specific in the kind of the game like another group was just like i think one person has literally said i don't like board games okay. which i did expect always a good start to a game night <laughs> yes um because i brought just one which turned out to be the, one of the hits of the, the the weekend and i won't talk much about that you can sort of yeah I, we've talked a lot about it a very good game i will say for people who don't think they like board games we'll <laughs> leave it at that um but we did do an exit room which I think lasted over two hours because it just most of the people were just talking. No one was actually trying to solve the puzzle. I, I imagine it would be like what well, Jonathan you don't like when there's too many people in an escape room or kind of situation. Hmm. Except most of them aren't trying to solve the puzzle. <laughs> I might like oh. it because then all the puzzles are for me. Well, I the would problem be is the first the first <laughs> half I'm trying not to be that guy who's just no we need to focus. So I was, I was like talking, and then halfway through I just noticed that. The two people who were trying, like, all right, I'm going to help out. We're going to get through this. And we did. (laughs) And it was just, that was a thing. So here are the things I actually want to talk about, the new games. Uh, Only one of them is mine. So the first one is I Know. It is a trivia game. And the way it works, it has four categories, you know, just like many trivia games that come in categories. And the idea is it will tell you a thing like, if the category is word, I'll say extinct animal. Once I say that, you as the other players are going to guess whether you need one, two, or three hints. Oh. After that. I think I've read about this. Go on. You guys are going to then bet on other people whether they'll get it right or wrong. So, for example, let's say I say that, and Jonathan, you're like, I'm going to get this in one hint. No problem. Meanwhile, Ivan's like, I'm going to need three, but I'm going to bet, Jonathan, you're going to get it wrong. 
And you get points, obviously, depending on whether you get it right or not by then and wrong. What's weird about it, though, is so, like, <laughs> for example, there's one that was based on plants. And I remember, like, it was about a, a this grain needs more water than others. And the other one of the people said, because we were both on two guesses, and they said rice. And I'm like, oh, that makes more sense than what I was going to say. But I feel bad that I waited <laughs> to hear yours. Mm. And then I'll say, like, so it seems like a weird, like, almost Russian roulette. Sometimes they, like, don't say anything and just wait <laughs> and see if someone else uh, beats mm. to the punch. But I do like the betting on right and wrong. Because sometimes, you know, you'll hear, like, pop music. And you're like, oh, Will's going to get that. He will not get pop music. I just chose random <laughs> things. But, like, that I think is the much more interesting thing that sounds to fun. it compared to other trivia games. And I think that's where you're going to have a lot more of the fun. Because, by the way, only one person can bet on that space, too. So if you're quick enough, you get it first, and you're like, oh, of course he's going to get it. But Jonathan got there first. And so you can't all just, like, load up if you all know that someone's the trivia expert. So Jonathan always getting there first. It, 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 that was probably the most interesting part of it. Now, the next one I want to talk about, uh, which would probably pair well with monstrosity. monstrosity there you go. Sorry. Uh, is tattoo stories. The idea behind this is you are all tattoo artists. You all have a whiteboard and a pen. And each turn, someone is the customer getting a tattoo. And there is a deck of cards. They will draw 10 cards, choose five of them, and then tell uh, read them out to the other players. Your goal is to have all five of those elements in your tattoo. And you cannot erase because you're a tattoo artist, you know? Mm -mm. You can't just simply erase a tattoo. <laughs> you can't? Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. <laughs> they told me this was reversible easily. <laughs> Go ahead. Afterwards, uh, you will, the person who has the cards will then like divvy out, like, let's say the cards were like scorpion, dolphin, sun, movie quote, and pet. They'll decide who has the best scorpion, who has the best sun, so on and so forth. You do, I think, I can't remember, I think it's just one round. Like each person is a judge, and then you see who has like the most words. But, you know, it's another very casual game and very silly, weird things that people come up with of trying to mix elements. Mm. Um, I think the best thing was someone got rever uh, reverse so I can see it in the mirror, like the words, and like wrote a whole like paragraph and had a mirror behind them. So they, we actually hung it up I'm like, oh, I can read that. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that, that this this sounds one. to me like a... One that I might not like as much. It sounds a little less gamey and more like a kind of game that's just, eh, it's funny to see the drawing without. Yes, kind of it, a look, it absolutely, like, it's, it's, it's one of those like apples to apples party games, I feel, where mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot more of just the haha -ha moments. You're not really like, you're just seeing what weird things come up. Like, there are some great moments I, I mean, I don't think they're worth sharing on here just because you weren't there. Like, <laughs> right. I don't Had mean to be, to be like, yeah. So it, it's definitely of the moment kind of game, which is not a bad thing. It's just know what you're getting into. Um, and in terms of drawing games, personally, um, I ha though I haven't played in a while, like per I think Telestration gets that idea across too, which is really fun. Love Monstrosity a lot more and definitely has a bit more of that interesting gaming thing. And uh, I have Comic Artist or Mangaka, which I, I really enjoy, but that's like, that's all like, you know how there's like 
light trader games, and then there's Battlestar. Right. <laughs> that this is more like the Battlestar drawing games because there's a lot of drawing in there and hmm. it's like connects. So uh, in, everyone needs to be in the drawing games. <laughs> we were talking about monstrosity, how you didn't really need artistic ability. Is, is that true for tattoo stories or is it, do, do you think you have an advantage if you're really good at drawing? I probably, but I think it's really being more clever. Like, I, I don't think just because something was drawn well at one, it was more like, Oh, look what you, how you took the word jet ski and you took it in a weird way and made me laugh. It's, it's like I said, apples to apples kind of. Okay. Just, I think that, that at least definitely with the crowd I was with, mm. you know, I can imagine being a specific crowd, like, just like, no, that is definitely the best scorpion. <laughs> what is really annoying though? <laughs> I remember thinking about it. Their felt, the felt pens for that are much thicker than like what you had for monstrosity. I remember being like, why isn't this finer? <laughs> yeah, that's one of my bigger gripes with some of these games. I wish it was a finer point pen. I don't. I just don't know how fine you can go. I do know Monstrosity had better ones, so I'm like, oh, I always want to take them for that. But that you also want to keep them with the game, you know, because like just one did run out on two pens, right? Which stinks. <laughs> mm. uh, the next uh, next one to talk about is a Renegade Games, and I think it's actually a Barnes and Noble exclusive. Apparently, the hell? Lucidity Six Sided Nightmares. It is a Push your luck, drawing dice from a bad game. When you're all in a nightmare world and you're trying to be the first one who wakes up. And the idea is there are four different colored dice. And when you, you can decide to go like slow, easy, or, or fast. And you, you'll like, if you went to the medium path, which I tend to do, you draw four dice, put two back and roll them. You'll place them either in your power, which you need 15 power to win, or in these bad effects symbols, depending on the color and you'll do what they do. You maybe like a poem makes you re-roll a die, so on and so forth. And if you aren't full in anything, you continue, continue to push, which now I'll draw like six dice, put two back and roll them. If you ever fill up in some of the categories, there's one that you just straight up die. Oh, one that causes you to draw a random bag from the die and you lose all power of that color. And then the last ones, if you fill up a certain color bar, you actually become a nightmare and pretty much you're you have an alternate win condition is pretty much you're still trying to get power but now you it's more like a cylon where you're messing with people and it was very interesting and i do like these push your luck sometimes and it can be really funny to see what happens but sometimes just because the push your luck combined with some of those dice rolls you could like be like i have no dice that are i'm going to die with and a guy and someone died <laughs> you know that turn like it really is punished. The push your luck is significant, can be significantly pushing. Do like, not okay, push it too far. <laughs> yes. You erring on the side of caution is, is almost seemed like the really good. Strategy. This is a gently pat your luck. So you don't want to push yeah. it, push it real good. No, you do not. Well, you um, want to push it. You don't want to push it bad. You want to push it good. <laughs> right. But at least at the very least, the nightmare thing, I, it's not like there's only one color die that kills you. Was a thing, which is nice. Not like every color has that opp opportunity. Um, and becoming a nightmare can be fun at times. It's got some really cool, cool dark art, but it also has some like the same cards. Like I think, for example, greed is the green card. It's like uh, got or not greed, envy. But um, they had kid friendly art versions in case you want to play with family. Because so, mm -hmm. like, um, 
that art is definitely like not exactly, but like you know, Geiger esque kind of like horror movie stuff. So okay. it is nice. It has that alternative cards, not on the box though. So just don't show your kid the box art. <laughs> don't art show them that is, box. Uh, Their face will melt like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that game seems you could like show a what's dream. In it. What did you say, Ivan? That game seems like a dream. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. I'm glad I asked you to repeat All right. it. The yeah. final one, which is one I actually own. So, Jonathan, you'll actually have the opportunity to play it, or at least very easily. We'll see Maybe if you'll I buy take one. that opportunity or not. Yes. Uh, is Kitchen Rush. This is actually an updated version of it. Uh, and for those out there, if you've ever played video games, it's very similar to a game called Overcooked, where you are all working in a restaurant. And in pretty much it's, this is timed. And in the board game, you are represented by sand timers and you can place them on spots and they have to wait there until they run out. Similar to Pendulum in a way, except this one's cooperative. And you pretty much are all running around the board. You need people to like, you need to flip recipes. Then you take the recipes that you have to get the ingredients and you can't get too many. You have to get specific plates. And the way this works, is actually, there's, I guess you call it tutorial, but like there's step one. You only need to make sure that you cook for your friends very simple recipes. Step two, we've now added spices. And also there's going to be more complicated things. So I think like the third one, add uh, like washing dishes and stuff. But if you like those sort of time-based games and you all have to talk frantically and stuff like that, very almost like um, space alert. Mm-hmm. This is definitely going to be one I think you're going to have a lot of fun of. I found out, unfortunately, when I played this with uh, someone at the during the group that they don't like these kinds of games. I brought this knowing that the people who own it loved Overcooked, which is why I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned out like two people loved it and one hated it. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, just how it goes. That that sounds fun. That sounds up my alley, and I do like Overcooked. So that actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I was really happy to actually, even though we didn't get to play too much, pretty much played two chapters. He's like, can we not? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean to push or anything. But it, it's definitely, I, I sort of like the way <laughs> it's very, because I don't, it's not, it's like, it, I guess it is tutorial, but I never felt like, especially when you know, when you play video games, like, I get it, throw me the hard stuff. I was like, no, I need to learn how to, what's the pattern here? Like, how much time do we have and how to get used to it? Yeah, it's right. great so, when games do that. It, it, it's definitely one I'm excited to have hit the table a bit more, not just because I like cooking and I'm even hungry now, but it was definitely, I think uh, of the four I mentioned, obviously just one was up there the night. And I think it was a winner for everyone. And I'm very happy to have in my collection be, just because I think it's such a, an easy game to have hit the table, but it turns the most gaming thing. And I had a lot of fun with kitchen rush. Definitely a big win for me and really happy that I decided to pick it up for this. All right. Well, we did it. We talked about the table. Lots of good games to recommend. Before we go, we have one final segment. Very exciting. We are about to play one of our world famous of a one of these board game game. I realized that it's not it's not plural. So my intro didn't work. So then I had to keep saying words (laughs) to make it work. That's fine. And you're keep saying words now after the intro. Mm-hmm. To make it work. Right. Okay. That's right. That's how it works. Words come and words stop. But right now they're going to come. And um, I usually, usually with these board game games, I, I'm I'm the game developer. I, I create sinister challenges for Will and our guests. But, but this week, it sounds like Will has developed a board game game of his own. And I have no idea what it is. 
Yes, finally, it is my time to shine. And by that, I mean not feel like I don't know all the questions Jonathan has prepared. Now you can just my feel, game, you can question yourself and feel guilty if we don't know the answers. <laughs> fun fact, though, with this game, there is actually a very good chance someone commented like, Will, you're wrong. Anyways, the name of my game is The Rules Are Right. This is based on <laughs> The Price is Right. Ooh, oh, I like this so far. So... If you don't know about The Price is Right, in the game show, you have to try to guess the price of an item. You don't want to go over, so there's a bit of a playing against each other, like paying one number above or below and stuff like that, and whoever's closer gets the item. In this case, it'll be a point. So I've looked up a couple rules and numbers and some other things that appear in games because, you know, we play so many, sometimes we're like, how many cards are in hand and stuff like that? And you have to guess closer. So quick example round. For everyone, just to make it really easy, if I, for example, asked, what is the number you want to try to get at before you go bust in blackjack? You're going to try to get as close to 21 as possible, but not go over. So so the same rules as blackjack. Exactly. I thought that was a very good example. Yeah, pretty good. I would have gone with the the D20, but but that also works. (laughs) All right. So are you guys I'm already, ready? I'm already criticizing. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am ready. I haven't. Even, I, 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 yeah, I am. So we're competing. Just, okay, let's, I'm ready. So, oh, right. so should we, are we going one at a time? Or are we? Uh, Jonathan, for, because you do the how to place Ivan for the first round, you're going to go first, then we'll go back and forth. Okay. That way you each have a chance to go first uh, an equal number of times. Got it. Suck it, dweeb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So. Trash talk starting already. <laughs> One of the most popular cooperative games is Pandemic. It's a game where you can all win together or lose. I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, sorry. Your objection? (laughs) No. I'm just being a jerk. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) How many cubes must spawn of the same color from the the infection deck, not through just losing because of too many outbreaks, for you to lose? How many cubes must must need to spawn in one color for you to lose. I'm going to guess three. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you, is that your final answer? Yes. I mean, I think maybe it's been a while since you played pandemic. Cause I have to it tell has. you that that's not the correct answer. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you actually have played it more recently than Jonathan. Cause you played it here last when Jonathan was not here before Jonathan. Uh, so I'm surprised Ivan. It's been All a right, while. three. But Jonathan could go over, so you could still. I mean, I could just guess four, and I feel very confident I would win, but I will try to play in the spirit of of trying to actually get close to the number. And I'm going to guess 30. All right. So I will triple your, or I will times 10 your guess. Excuse me. Mm. I'll add a zero to it. There are 24 cubes for each color. So if the game asks for 25, you lose the game. Hmm. So, Jonathan, you were just over in the ballpark. Honestly, that's something that I would never remember from that game. (laughs) But don't don't you just picture the board with, like, a lot of cubes on it and think there's more than three? (laughs) And you're not Well, I thought it was, like, per thing. Yeah, like there's only city. four colors. He, he's oh. right. The city's filled with three, but I, I, I guess I'll have to be careful. This is where I have fun. I have to make sure I clarify things because I'm not as good as about time. We, we can always Next ask question. questions. So that, so point to Ivan. Yes. Point to Ivan. All right. I got to go first now. Another one uh, game that we all love here is Love Letter. Love it. When you shuffle up the deck, 
Give a card to each player in a four-player game, then remove a card, as per the rules. How many cards are left in the deck? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. All right. So and I are we talking about Ooh. basic love letter? We're not doing Lovecraft or now I yeah, there because there is we mostly played with the Japanese original Japanese edition of it. There is oh. the more medieval one. I I think they've added cards since then. <laughs> I I think I'm pretty sure I looked at like not the newest one because I, I at least the list I looked at I recognize most of the cards. All right. You know, I am like go- I, I can see their different names, but I'm like, so I'm everyone sure. has a card in hand and there's one removed, right? Yes. Okay. Like you're ready to go. I am going to guess twelve cards. Twelve. All right, Ivan. Mm. Oh, 14. So in this case, you are both over. Mm. And I, I cannot believe it because there are 20, sorry, there are total non-coding reference cards of 16 cards. So if you remove one for each player and one for the one that's removed, you will have 11 cards in the deck. I almost said 10 or 11 too. See, my original answer was eight. So then, <laughs> I, uh, as soon as you said 12, I was like, wow. Oh, I even in my head thought the number 16, but I didn't like, I just figured eh, I'll be close enough. Like I didn't do the math to realize <laughs> what that would actually mean. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Okay. No points awarded. All right. Okay. All right. Bum, 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 Give it, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next round. Let's, All right. let's do it. Ready for it. the next one? Yeah, we're ready. We played dominant species Marine. Not last game night, but the game night before. But in the original dominant species, how many different phases were there oh. on the side of the board? Oh, phases also meaning like the actions you can select. Yes. Right? Okay. Like pretty much once everyone placed their pawns, you'd go down each phase and do something. Usually okay. maybe nothing if someone had a pawn there, but how many are there? How, who's going first? Oh, uh, you are now, Ivan. We went, we're going back and okay. forth. I probably haven't played this game in two years. <laughs> it's been <laughs> longer than that. <laughs> I'm going to say eight. All right. I, I'm putting. I love. I'm putting them in this Excel sheet I have just to be like, I can remember what they said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. It's definitely more than eight. I don't know if it's as high as like 15, maybe, but I'm going to tr- play it a little. Remember, st- whatever you say, you probably want to subtract one because you seem to always be just above. <laughs> well, I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I don't know. We'll find out, but I'm going to say 12. 12? My same guess as last time. <laughs> All right. So, according to what I found, I don't actually have the board in front of me, but I found a rule book. I call shenanigans. If you include the reset phase at the end, which is just sort of like cleanup phase, there are. 13. Oh, so I, so so Jonathan, even if you don't include it, I'm still, I'm still there. Yep. Mm. You were honestly, you were like, you got the right number of pond spaces, Jonathan. All right. So you, you were almost, uh, you could argue you were on the money. <laughs> I've in my, in my head, I feel like there's a thousand of them. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes when you play that game, that's what it can feel like. So we're, we're tied up right now. One, we you are tied play. up. We're halfway okay. through. Okay. And you're tied up. All right. I'm, I'm excited. All right, so next one. And yes, Jonathan, you are now going to be first again. One of my favorite games ever 
is Arkham Horror Second Edition. With all expansions, and I'm not counting any weird promo characters that I just don't know about. How many investigators have been printed total? Total printed investigators for the second edition of Arkham Horror. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. So there's got to be like, there's got to be at least like eight in the base. God, there's, I don't know how many, there's like six or seven expansions, at least something in that ballpark. Um, oh man, I'm going to guess, I'll, I'll guess 20. Um, that may be, right. I'm playing it a little conservative. I think it's more, but I'm going to guess 20. All right. So the number that stuck in my head as you were talking that out was 25. <laughs> okay. So is that what you're going with? I'm going with 25. All right. According to my count, three. And I can't wait for someone to tell me how I'm wrong about this, but it's fine because I don't think it, would, it should make a difference. I'll fight him. Is 49. Wow. Yeah. So, Ivan, that one is going to you. Okay. That's a lot. I don't yeah. even, how are there that many characters? Like, I can't even <laughs> envision all of those. Well, I, I was like, it's, an abs- it's a massive game. That's and was- more have been created since then. Right, right. So, next one, Ivan. This one's for you. Okay. Star Realms is a fun little smaller deck building game in which you are all playing in space and trying to take out the other person's authority points, if I'm remembering that word correctly here. Uh, I had it here. Yes. So, can you tell me, Ivan, how many points you start off with? Your health points, if you will. No. Um... (laughs) I think I know uh, this. I think I know it. I'm going to say... Ooh, I'm going to be completely... 10. 10? 10, all ten right, points. Let me put it here. Uh, all right. Once again, once again I'm, I feel like I could I could easily win by playing... Subtract one. By meta-ing <laughs> this. But I think it's... Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm totally off base. But I think it's like pretty high. I think it's like 40 points. But I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Th- 30 is my guess. All right. The correct answer is 50. Oh, mm. it was pretty high. Yeah. So I, that one, Jonathan, I got cold teeth. I thought 40. I was a little nervous, but yeah, it was pretty close. Cause you said, how many do you start with in my head? I'm like, Oh, do you get more as the game goes on? So I didn't want to go is healing. And I don't know if there's any new cards that like punish you. And I was like, I really don't want to like, as we can le- learn from this game, um, my memory is awful. <laughs> How many questions are left? Two hundred. Well, I have asked. I have one question left, but well, it's a tie right now, isn't it? It was. I I made six with a tiebreaker, but you both got one. I, I didn't take the fact that you could both go over. So <laughs> I guess this this is the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, great. Well, okay. bonus. Well, maybe we'll both get it wrong again. <laughs> All right. So. A very first? big popular fantasy flight game. I think it's me going first. Yeah. Twilight Imperium, and it has the new fourth edition. Four. It's four. Fourth edition. He's right. How many plastic miniatures <laughs> are included in the base? Twilight Imperium. All right. I'm going to. Let me. Sorry, rephrase that. Plastic units. How many plastic units? Okay. I am going to go ahead. Let's. I'm thinking through my head. I don't know. I I know there's at least four factions. There's probably like more like six or eight. Right. 
each one has got to have so many units. Um, my guess is going to be 160. 160 for Jonathan. <laughs> that might be lowballing it. I don't know. Uh, that's a, I, that's a, that's a big game. That's <laughs> a, now, if we're going by weight alone of the box, you said 160. I said 100. I, my guess is 160. Yeah. I'm going to go all in at 200. All in. <laughs> <laughs> the total number of plastic units is 59 units in oh. six colors, totaling oh. to 354 units. Oh, man. All right. So, Ivan, oh. you have come out the champion of my game, though. I would not count Jonathan short just yet. I think he sort of learned how much he can push. So next time I do this, I'm going to have to be a, a little bit uh, craftier. I well, feel. it's more fun to guess in this, actually try to guess than to do the thing where I just try to win. <laughs> yeah. That is that is too much plastic. That's, yeah. I wanted to find some, like a lot of things I had, you know, were, you know, in the more in the tens range, maybe a, a singular. I'm like, I need something that's, a big number. Oh, yeah, for your last question, it should <laughs> and be I was a like, spectacular. Twilight Imperium. Surely there's something in there that's three digits, and there was. I loved it. Do, should we or should we do the bonus question, or you want to save it for a future round? <laughs> I want to save it for a future round. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hard to come up with those. Yeah, I get it. That's a, what I like about this, though. It's it's it. The game is. St I can still use it again. I have to use different games, but as long as I avoid maybe the portal games, if we get Ignacy on here, because that's probably be bit too much of a disadvantage for you. Uh, I should be fine with whatever guess we have. You never know. Uh, they See, might I started forget. off slow, and then I uh, I took the game. Well, I mean, you started off slow by winning in the first round. So <laughs> even, though, even though you were wrong, you still won. All right. Well, that was good. That was that was the rules are right, and I, allowed, I had a good time. I hope everybody else had a good time. And that's the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. Ivan, before we leave, tell people where they can follow you and your fun adventures on the internet oh geez you can you can find me on instagram to instagram.com slash ivan han all right and that's it just uh go there i post pictures of animals food uh trees and stuff like that just uh follow me on there it's, it's fun My and i guess we're all for crit. yeah that too well speaking of which if any listeners do want more roll for crit guess what you can what? find our youtube content weekly live streams what? merch and more at our website, rollforcrit.com. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon if you want to join our Discord server or get a bonus episodes, the audio expansion every week at patreon.com slash rollforcrit. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. And I also want to remind everybody, if you have a question, something you'd like to submit to us to discuss uh, from the world of board games, you can always email us that question to the address meeplegallery at gmail.com. And that's going to be it. Did you have a good time today, everybody? I did. I had a blast. Great. Then I'm glad you could all join us. I'm Jonathan. I'm Will. And this was Roll for Crit. <laughs> <laughs>